If your spouse was a cartoon character, who would they be? We did talk about this one. <sighs> yes. I don't know. You didn't answer me. I didn't answer. But no, I know what yours would be. Welcome back to Life with Games podcast. I'm Emmanuel. And I'm Esther. We have been married for 10 years this Friday. Um, we are parents of four beautiful ebony arrows. Um, and we're on a journey to make God normal in the everyday stuff of life. And that is how this podcast was birthed. We wanted mm-hmm. to share some of those experiences with you. So we will start. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not editing this. So you guys are getting all this. Like, why are you looking at um, me? This is all you. Well, because I thought you were going to do the my favorite, but I guess I'll do it. Yeah, because you said I was doing it next time. I just meant coming up with the question. Oh. It's all good. Um, so for season two, we are uh, our segment that we are running with this season is my favorite. And so each week we'll come up with a different my favorite question. We'll ask it and answer it. So I came up with a question this week, and it is my favorite season of the year is... And why? So my favorite season, I would have to say, is fall because I get to start wearing my hoodies. <laughs> and I I have fallen in love with hoodies. So get to wear all my hoodies. Don't have to wear a big coat. And I can still wear mm-hmm. sweaters and T-shirts and short sleeve shirts, uh, depending on the weather, especially in North Carolina, mm-hmm. at least. Um, so my favorite season is fall. What about you, Miss Esther? Mine is the same. I'm surprised yours is fall. What do you think it would be? Um, Spring, summer. Well, not summer because our car doesn't have AC. So. Yeah. <laughs> in North Carolina, <laughs> nope. And you don't like snow. So I guess spring, I think I was thinking. Oh. Uh, nah, I think I like when it's cooling off mm. instead of warming up. Mm. Mine is, yeah, mine's autumn, fall, however you want to say it, because of the weather. Mm. Um, It's cool. It's still sunny and bright outside, um, but it cools down so there's like this like crispiness in the air. Feels like you're at the beach. No, it's not the beach. Well, sometimes, yeah, some of the days are like that. But then even the cooler days where the sun is shining and you can feel the warmth of the sun in this in like the sunlight mm-hmm. but then a really cool breeze in the shade yeah um and then it just represents change um for me i love fall colors like that's my life is yes, fall colors so <laughs> the burnt oranges and the mustard yellows olives, and browns yes all of that um not so much the browns but i think i'm a fan of the cranberries and some of the purples Oddly enough. Um, and then it's just October is always our month. Like it's very memorable for me. Yeah. So, so that's why I like fall. Cool. So, yes, yeah, so as I mentioned, um, we will be married for 10 years uh, by the time this comes out on Friday. Yay. Um, so it's the 25th is our anniversary. And because it's our podcast, we can do what we want. And <laughs> um, we thought it'd be fun to, one, help you guys get to know us, but also kind of have a lighthearted episode. So we found this game online, um, the not so newlywed game. Mm-hmm. And we thought we would 
answer a few questions. Um, so Esther wrote a bunch out and put them in a bowl and we're going to run through some questions. And then after that, um, we'll share some encouragement, some lessons that have really stood out over these last 10 years of marriage. Um, so you going to ask the first question? These are being picked at random. Yes. So I have no idea what's coming. <laughs> um, the first question is your spouse's favorite comfort food. Um, do we both have to answer this? I feel like we do. Okay. Um, your favorite comfort food is cereal. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I can tell you the number of times where it's been late at night or been a stressful day and mm-hmm. Esther's like I just want a bowl of cereal I just want a bowl of cereal <laughs> and it's hard for me because it has to be gluten free cereal and it has to be coconut milk unsweetened but it's available Yeah, and I will take it your comfort food I have a general answer and that's anything sweet and <laughs> like a honey bun <laughs> Yeah. Or like a lemon pound cake thingy. Yeah, I was going to say cakes. Yeah, that's, that's your such comfort. such a fat boy food. answer, but. <laughs> yeah, I'm comforted by cakes. <sighs> yep, yep, yep. Your turn. All right, let's see what we got here. Um, spouse's first job. Mm. Ooh, do you know my first job? I do, because you got fired from it. <laughs> that was not part. <laughs> ain't nowhere in there. It's a spouse's first job. It didn't say nothing about how we left the job. Okay. Did you? Okay. What was my first job? McDonald's. Yes. And since you put my business out there, how did I get fired? You made yourself a sandwich and you ate it. <laughs> and didn't pay for it. And the most expensive burger, but it was delicious. It was like a double quarter pounder with bacon. And this is back when they had like these special sauces. Yeah, it was good, but I lost my job the next time I went to work. I was one of those who lost my job on my day off, like Craig. Mm. Um, yeah, uh, your first job, uh, I'll say babysitting. Is that technically a job, right? What do you mean? Like babysitting other yes, people's babysitting kids. babysitting is a job. But I mean, ahead. I didn't know if it, meant, if it meant like, you know, we got a W-2 and all that stuff. Um, I did do child care after school. That was my first job. Yeah. Monday through Friday, three to six. See, I know you. <laughs> Good job. What's next? My turn. Who led a more, oh man, who led a more wild life before you got together? <laughs> <laughs> hmm. <laughs> I'm going to say my wife did. Uh, ding, ding, ding. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was a good wholesome boy. You weren't. I wasn't. Compared to me, maybe you were. But you weren't wholesome. wholesome. I wasn't. Yeah. Esther was a little fast thing. That was another identity. There's a whole bunch of stuff going on. Yeah. Next question. <laughs> Quickly moving on. Um, Who made the first move? You. 
It was me. It was a calculated move after much deliberation. And that still is and so funny to me how you like to me it just seemed like it was natural. But as we've talked about this over the years and you've explained to me like, yeah, I was processing it. Yeah, I, was just, I was trying to get as much information as I could before before reaching out. Uh, I followed you for a few months, but let's not get in. If y'all want to hear that, go back and listen to the episode where we talk about our journey. Yeah, so you can hear all that. Yep. Is it my turn? Uh, yes, I just pulled that one. What would your spouse say was the hardest thing about adjusting to marriage? The hardest thing you would say about adjusting to marriage? Uh, hmm. I would say either having to, well, no, I was, I was going to say having to share and lean on somebody else, but I think you, because you were out. I think be giving up independence. I guess if I would agree, even if it, even though I only had my place for a short period of time. Yeah, I was still very much like. I mean, I was only child for ten years, and so, and then I, there was such a big gap. I had my own room, like I had my own thing going on. Yeah, so that's what I was thinking. Like just the giving up of your independence. Like that was the. Biggest adjustment, having to answer to, well, not answer to, but like run stuff by and not just being able to go and do what you want Spend without what I want. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Your adjustment? I don't know. I feel like you adjusted way better than me, but I, it would probably have to do with like sex expectations. Yeah, early on in marriage, mm. definitely. That would be it. I mean, I can't say adjusted because you were celibate for a while before that. And then we only had sex once. <laughs> that's how we conceived our oldest. So I don't, yeah. I don't know if that's an adjustment or as much as it was like a, I thought it was going to be this, but because of all these circumstances, it's this. Yeah. I would say the biggest adjustment was uh, the financial accountability. Mm-hmm. Oh, yes. Because you were a, um, what did you call yourself? No, I mean, like, because I, because it was easy for me to, uh, like, exist on close to nothing, right? Because, mm-hmm. I mean, before we got married, before, while we were dating, I was homeless, living right. in a car and whatever. Um, and so I was used to kind of doing what I wanted with money, but now coming into marriage, having to think about, okay, we need to make sure we got, you know, money for the lights, bills are paid, food on the table and all that stuff. So I think that was a big adjustment that I had to make was just being more mature, making sure all the bills were paid Mm. because before student loan, eh, I'd rather (laughs) spend that money elsewhere. So, yeah. And I was like, no, I have to, I have to pay it now. They're gonna call me. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, babe, they, 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 they not gonna take nothing from you. If your spouse was a cartoon character, who would they be? We did talk about this one. Mm. Yes, I don't know. You didn't answer me. I didn't answer, no, but I know what yours would be. You would be Bugs Bunny because he is so witty, 
and so chill, even when his circumstances seem kind of like he's in trouble. He always finds some smooth way to come to a solution. And he can ball. Like, I just think about Space Jam. Mm. He's one of the few who wasn't bad on the team. And he was infatuated with Babs. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> oh, maybe. Not Babs, um, but yeah. Gosh. I'll say this only because it's fresh on my mind. Um, what's the girl's name? Um, Penelope? From uh, Wreck-It oh, Ralph. Oh, Wreck-It, Wreck-It Ralph. She's yeah, so cute. She's cute. She's kind. She's off a little bit sometimes <laughs> with a little glitch. Um, <laughs> she's helpful to other people. Um, and she's funny in her own way. Mm-hmm. Like She's smart. Yeah, she's smart and doesn't settle like she's tired of the mundane day-to-day wants something to break up her life i could uh, yes good job hey i never would have thought about that yeah i think that fits you all right a couple more let's see your favorite date was Mm. my favorite date um so this is my favorite date, or I'm telling you what I think your favorite date was? I don't know. So just answer how you feel. Okay. Um, I think my favorite date that we've been on, um, honestly, I think it'd be our first date when we were supposed to go to the state fair <laughs> and ended up going back to your room and watching Over the Heads because I still remember laughing until my gut hurt and I, I was crying that. at those uh extra scenes. scenes and hear me yes. yeah like I remember yes. that one how are we adults in choosing a Pixar DreamWorks uh, hey. movie <laughs> I don't know but that was yeah our first date was fun like after sitting in traffic for god knows oh how gosh. long trying to go to the fair and then not going to the fair we went to Blockbuster. That's how <gasps> That's how oh, long ago it was. That would be our first kiss. No, that was our second kiss. Oh, yeah. Our right. first kiss was in front of your mom and daddy house. Yes. But car. that Blockbuster one, that's the one that got me. Yep. That was the one on the forehead. No. Oh. So I kissed you on the forehead, but uh, okay, okay, okay. Lips. Next, 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 Come next, 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 <laughs> next. So yeah, <laughs> our first date was probably my favorite. Um, and that's not to say we haven't had memorable ones, but that one was special just because, I don't know, it was good to laugh that hard. Mm-hmm. That was the first time free. we had met since in like six months. No, nine months, 10 months. No, in oh, a couple August. months. Yeah, because we met for your birthday yeah. and then the next time was then, which... uh Dang, it would actually be 13 years tomorrow because it was the 21st. It was, see, October's. Yeah. Awesome. Um, My favorite, I had to think about it because I'm like, hmm. But I think it was our last putt-putt date. No. I had so much fun. That was fun. I think the music helped too. <laughs> like they had some really good 90s throwbacks yeah 
I don't know. I just felt free. I didn't. I was, yeah, he was out there dancing on the course. Yeah, and it was challenging. It was fun. Yeah, that was fun. I can dig it. Cool. Cool. So hopefully y'all learned a little bit about us. I um, did. Um, yeah. So we want to share just a few lessons that we have learned um, over the last 10 years. And we tried to make it um, very intentional because I know we've seen, you know, other people list 10 lessons after 10 years and stuff like that. Um, one, we don't have 10. So you ain't got to worry about us getting a 10. Um, but two, we just wanted something that was very intentional and personal for us, uh, for our marriage, um, that hopefully will encourage you guys. Um, so Esther, you want to share the first one? Cause I think that was your, um, lesson. Oh yeah. I feel like this lesson is very universal. It was, um, identifying expectations of spouses and weighing them against reality like that clash between what we expect and what we get and for me it was just my dad did everything like he serviced the cars he cleaned the cars he washed the cars like when I say service like he did the old changes he like he was under the hood um he fixed the toilets like he was our handyman so to speak. So in marriage, when we got married, I kind of expected you to do all of that. But no, um, I think you definitely have improved in some areas. Like the toilets, you definitely take care of those. Um, and you make sure, well, you take the cars, the vehicles to get serviced. And so I think that was something that I had to learn. It's like, what'd you say? I ain't your daddy. I ain't your daddy. <laughs> Um, and it's something that it's not um, it's not said in that way towards you. It wasn't said in that way, but in terms of what a husband looks like, well, I looked at my dad, mm-hmm. and so that so when we got married, I was like, well, my husband does blank blank blank. But then I was like, wait a minute, no, he doesn't. And so then I would get upset and frustrated. And I had to yeah, realize, like, what you upset for? Like, ain't nobody tell me that that's what's, that's what, you didn't tell me that that's what you were expecting me to do. I didn't communicate Um, that. Yeah. And so, yeah, it was, um, it was interesting to learn everything that she expected of me. And even, um, and this is like in a complimentary way, but like how I would hear you talk about your dad early on in our marriage, um, how he did, you know, X, Y, and Z at home, um, or how, um, I think even my papa, like he built houses so that being familiar with house stuff, I knew that stuff. And so I expected you as a husband to know it too. Yeah. And like, there's some stuff like I I know how to change my own oil and do stuff like that. It's just, that ain't in my life right now. So I was like, I'll take it to the shop and mm-hmm. get it done and whatever. Um, but yeah, so it was interesting to hear um, when you started communicating that you expected these things because your dad did them. Um, and in some ways I tried to step up to it. And in other ways I was like, look, you, you can either stay frustrated or change your expectation. Cause that just, it ain't, it ain't me. And I think that's 
that's okay um, if we're communicating those expectations. Um, like I think for, well, you gonna say something? Mm. Uh, I was gonna say for me, it was um, early on in our marriage, it was cooking, like having the expectation that Esther would do the primary cooking. Um, and to some extent she did, uh, but then as we've grown in marriage, I've actually come to enjoy cooking. And so my expectation of her to cook, like it's not really a big deal because I enjoy cooking. I enjoy getting in the kitchen and being able to create and figure stuff out with food. So I think that's one expectation that I was um, frustrated about early on in our marriage. But now it's not a big deal because I think we found a balance Mm -hmm. with that. You just expect me to bake them brownies, though. Yeah, because <laughs> brownies and pancakes, those <laughs> those two things are yours because mine don't turn out right when I cook them. So you just cut out all the vegetables that cook. Why? Because I don't eat them. <laughs> <laughs> this is why you coughing. I am healthy. Thank you very much. Um, uh, next. Yeah. So identifying expectations of your spouse and then finding out like what's a real right. expectation for your spouse. Right. Um, the next one is actually a post I posted on Instagram last week. Um, and that is um, the absence of conflict does not always mean the presence of peace. Um we are by nature um, people who don't jump into conflict and mm-hmm. don't don't pursue conflict. We would rather keep silent, shut you off, or do any number of quiet things to communicate passive that we are aggressive. Yeah, be passive Formerly. aggressive. Um, I think we still do it sometimes, but really? yeah. I okay, like I'll I'm speak rude. for myself. I must say, I feel like I'm more rude sometimes. I have to catch myself. Yeah, that's why I said we still do it. Like, I think we still. No, I'm saying I feel like I'm rude because I say stuff nowadays, or I'm like. Oh, whereas before you just didn't say anything. Yeah. Oh, I don't know. I mean, I'd prefer you say something. Now, Um, I think I don't know if this is on our list, but it made me think about it. Um, I think another thing, and we'll come back to this, um, was how you would not say something for fear that I couldn't handle it. Like you could, I couldn't handle the honesty. Um, I feel like we're talking about you from last episode. No, I don't know. But no, like, I, cause I, I remember, like I remember at different points over the years where you have intentionally or specifically told me that you didn't say X, Y, Z because you didn't think I could handle it or mm. you thought it would hurt my feelings or whatever. Oh yeah. yeah, um, yeah, yeah. And so I think growing to um, being willing to hurt each other's feelings in a healthy way, like yeah. allowing them to, I don't want to say build tough skin. That sounds mean. Like you're just trying to hurt somebody, but like allowing, allowing space in your marriage to be honest mm-hmm. Um, not with the intent to tear somebody down, but there is an opportunity for somebody's feelings to be hurt, but it's not like in a malicious way. 
Um, and I think that's an area that we've grown in um, where it's like, all right, you probably are going to be upset that I say this, but I feel like it's something that needs to be said for the sake of growth in our marriage and whatnot. I think that goes to like a general rule that I think I told you this a couple of years ago, me letting like saying how I feel and not controlling people's response to how I, what I say. Mm-hmm. Cause I think that's a big thing that people don't realize is like a lot of times and I'm, I'm saying all this in mind of the word, like being wise with our words, but also putting off all falsehood. The Bible talks about both. And so I think for me, it was an issue of I wouldn't say something to you or whoever, because in my mind, I'm like, well, I don't want them to respond this way. So mm. there's still this control thing. Like, what? how can I say this or what can I say so that this is the outcome? The outcome. Yeah. Whereas like that still stresses me out. I'm not being honest. I'm not putting off falsehood. I'm not loving this person by telling them, you know, the truth or telling them something that could help build their character. Like mm-hmm. I have to let them deal with their response on their own with God or without God. Um, but yeah, it's like even when I think about one particular relationship where I was honest and it freed me so much but then also force that person to then be free themselves. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, and I think that's one thing that has helped me with you. Still don't have it, um, but I feel like it's it's definitely escalated over the last few years. Yeah, and I think um, <clears throat> what we had talked about um, was it last night or the other night with your whole uh, book. Yes, the writing of the book. Um, I feel like that kind of falls. <laughs> in there because um, I had shared with Esther the other night um, well I would shared with her before but we brought it back up the other night um, how she had shared early on a podcast how she was working on a book before we started a, pod, started a podcast and um, for a couple of different reasons she felt like the Lord was telling her to stop writing um, and focus on something else or just put it stop. on pause yeah, yeah. Um, and a couple months prior to her getting to that point, I felt like it wasn't time for the book to come out. Um, but I didn't say anything. And I was telling her, I felt like part of the reason was um, like maybe I was hearing the Lord say that. Uh, but I think the bigger part was I didn't want to seem like um, a dream crusher. Mm-hmm. Like I didn't want to crush her. I didn't want... Um, her to feel like I wasn't on her team when it comes to that. And so kind of that same deal of um, not sure she could handle me saying mm. what I felt. Um, but I don't know. You said it it made you upset or you still feel some kind of way I felt, about that. It just felt it goes back to the previous conversation when I feel loved when I can be honest and vulnerable with you, mm-hmm. but you're not honest and vulnerable with me. And so that moment kind of just was a marker. Like, see, he loves you, but does he love you? Love you? Like, mm. because we had, I spent money on that process. I spent half of my, half of the amount. So it was like, this is our money. You told me to say, yes, we spend it. There's no product produced out of it, and you didn't say anything. 
Um, so I did, yeah. It's just, it's a, it's not a good memory, babe. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. it's, I get what you're saying because it did allow God to speak to me. And the person I was working with was completely understanding, also Holy Spirit led. And so it was fine. But I think for us, it was just, okay. Noted. Yeah. So I will try to do better with that of um, trying to avoid conflict or avoid hurting somebody's feelings for the sake of this false sense of peace. See, it circled all the way back around. Good job. Boom. Babe. Am I doing the next one? Yeah. Um, another lesson we learned, number three, is rising to the occasion, allowing your spouse to challenge you and not be easily offended. I feel like this is what we just talked about. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Um. Wait, well, there's a second part to that I just saw. Challenge uh-huh. to be more intentional. Oh, yeah. So that was um, one thing that you had shared with me um, was um, when you had started being more vocal to challenge me to be um, more intentional, more hands on with the boys. Because mm-hmm. um, I don't know if you felt like I was being too passive or just not assertive enough. Um, but you had challenged me to that. Um, and I think it helped to kind of jumpstart some of the thinking and processing in the way that I interact um, with the boys and my time with the boys. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was one time where you challenged me and I feel like to some extent I've stepped up to that challenge, mm-hmm. um, which I, I would hope that, you know, if you hadn't said anything, I would still have stepped up. Um, but by you saying and communicating that, um, it gave me that much more motivation to do it and kind of step up to that challenge. You helped me with that too. I think it was in our podcast episode. Um, don't become a tone deaf parent. Mm. That situation you challenged me. It's funny because I did yell outside the door the other day for them because for a couple of the kids because they were like coming in and out and they still had stuff to clean up and they were coming in because they were done and I was like boys <laughs> and as soon as I said it I looked around the neighborhood it's <laughs> like am I that black mama <laughs> and I like checked my tongue like why are you mad like are you are you mad um so yeah it both ways yeah oh go ahead so this next one um is a lesson that we've learned and are still learning um but prioritizing our allegiance to one another above other people and other things Mm -hmm. um and so early on in our marriage um, or throughout our marriage um we've often struggled with putting other things before our marriage Mm -hmm. Um, and I know for us, one of those things was putting ministry, not God, because we, we, God should be before our marriage, right? Our, our walk with the Lord individually, um, should be prioritized above our marriage, but we were putting ministry like church, um, activities Mm -hmm. and stuff like that above our marriage. Um, and we weren't talking about it. Like we were just moving, moving. I think part of it was a lack of understanding, at least on my part, yeah. um, not knowing how to lead, um, not knowing 
what it looked like to lead your family spiritually, um, being in leadership at your church or whatever, um, like just not knowing how to navigate those waters. And so I just did what seemed right or did what I was told. Um, but it came at the cost of, uh, some rough years in our marriage, um, because we had prioritized church and other things and other people above our marriage. I remember, I think this might've been when the switch went off. I remember we had gotten in an argument and we had morning prayer and then we had practice after. And I think we were coming together at the end of morning prayer. And I was like in the back of the church, just kind of praying and by myself. And then you came up and we started talking about it. And then there was like the call for the group to come together. Mm. And I was against the wall, you in front of me and the group was behind you at a distance. And you were like, no, we're not going over there. You're not going over there. I'm not going over there. Like we're here. That that stuff can wait. They mm. will wait. And part of me was like, yes. But <laughs> <laughs> said, oh, let's leave right now. But it was just this, um, I think I was also offended, but I think it was just the immaturity of like, cause I was like, I need, I want to be in place da, da, da. like mm. I'm a by the books girl. And, but at the same time, like God instantly showed me like covering, like I literally felt like it was a shield behind your back. And like, we were just in this bubble of mm. having to deal with our disagreement or whatever the case may be. And I appreciated that. I don't think it happened. I don't think there were many opportunities for that to happen later. Um, I don't know. I just but I, stuff did start to change after that, though. It did because uh, I think the Lord has started dealing with me, and then that situation happened. I don't even remember what the disagreement was about, but I do remember um, like us starting to talk through it, and them uh, trying to get everybody together, and like. I just knew in that moment, like I had to prioritize us over right. what we could offer. Cause it's like, if we're not right, then what we have to offer is, is tainted. It's not going to be it's everything fake. that, yeah, that God <laughs> wants it to be. Um, and so I think from that moment going forward, um, I began to try and understand what it looked like to prioritize marriage over ministry, church activities, whatever. Mm -hmm. Um, And so there were times where like, I would say, you know, no, we're not gonna be at this or, you know, we'll be here for this long and no more. Mm -hmm. Um, And the kids. Yeah, I mean, having kids and that brought a whole nother dynamic of stuff. Um, So yes, I think just getting to the point where we prioritize, not idolize. We're not talking about right. like idolizing our marriage and saying, you know, it's just us and nobody else. Right. Um, we're talking about like prioritizing, making sure that um, like, as people have said, like your house, your home, your family is your first church. Right. And so if you're not caring for that, I mean, even Timothy. the, yeah, I would say even the call to the deacons yeah. and elders is like, if you're if your household is not in order, then you have nothing to say. Like you have You're nothing unfit. to offer. Yeah. Um, and so me, is it Peter? 
Second um, Peter? I feel like it's Timothy, but oh. I don't recall. Um, but yeah, so just being intentional to bring order to our home and stop allowing um, other things to be prioritized over our marriage. Yeah, I think that, I mean, things in relationships, that was, I think for me, what I had to really grasp is it goes my relationship with Christ and my relationship with you and my kids. And that was out of order for a while just because of my personality makeup. And Mm. God just really convicted me over the years. Um, And I think he did it very in a way that was necessary for me. Um, And it worked out. Yeah. Cool. Uh, We'll do one more which one do you want to do? Um, we can do the next one and then tag the episode on the last one. Okay. Go for it. Oh, understanding men and women are different. That sounds so simple, but <laughs> it took us, bruh, we, we like, you're supposed to be like me because when we was dating, we felt like we had so much in common and stuff. But then we get married we're like, oh, you're different. Because he was in my house. Yeah. In my space. Yeah, I didn't put my socks away. Yes, you did. Did I? That's right. You didn't put you your just clothes wear, away. He used to wear my socks. That's I still what it do. Was. Still do. Bought your own. Other people bought you packs of socks. Do you, you know I gave those to JC? <laughs> See? I d- because. <laughs> Why? <laughs> They bought them for you. I know, but he had holes in his. And I was like, no. I don't care. Let him walk around in holy socks. Okay. They got the socks for you. But he didn't have that like, many, babe. You didn't have that many. I know. You can't add, You can't count You my. have three bins. <laughs> exactly. And they still disappear. <laughs> I bought a big old family size pack of socks just for myself mm, but and they, they are still so disappear. comfortable we are you see if you're married you already know the wife's still all your wardrobe clothes. doubles okay but yes it's just the idea of um not idea but the lesson of how we process information differently mm-hmm. like you need more time to process my thoughts my ideas my questions and initially i didn't understand that and then, I don't know if you told me, I feel like you told me that you're like, hey, I heard what you said and I just need some time to like think about it. Or if I prayed and God was like, chill out. It could have been both. <laughs> um, but just that whole time of understanding and need to communicate my need, my need to communicate and your need to process. Yeah. Because um, I, I think I'm, I process while you're talking, which is probably not a good communication skill. Yeah, you're one that, active like, listener. You respond like you respond, you share, respond, want to respond. I ask questions. Yeah, and I'm like, I don't know. I need time to process. I I gotta think. But about when your no, question. I'm saying like when you share stuff, I tend to ask you questions because I'm trying to get to like whatever. And as you answer the questions, I'm processing. Whereas you, you just listen. And you're like, okay. And then the next day you just don't. Well, because sometimes I can't tell where you're going to pause at. So I'm just trying to, <laughs> I'm just trying to remember everything that you said. Because sometimes like you'll just start talking and there's no break. So I'm just like, 
Okay. I was going to comment on something you said three minutes ago, but you're on a different topic oh. now, so I don't. Uh, uh, See what happens when you talk okay. to kids out there. <laughs> yeah. Um, but no, I, I think that's something we both had to grow in um, in the respective places because early on in our marriage, like you would share, like I'm still one that processes, but early on in our marriage, I didn't communicate that. Nope. I'm processing like I'm still website still loading like mm-hmm. I would just be quiet and I think that would drive you crazy mm-hmm. um, but as we grew and actually talked about how we talk or communicate um, I came to understand that like it's okay that I need time to process it but I need to communicate to you that hey I need time to process this. Mm -hmm. Give me an hour or give me a few minutes. Let me sleep on it. (laughs) Um, And then we'll reconvene or at least give you something um, to say, hey, this is what I think right now. You know, I'll continue to think about it. And if something else comes then I'll share at that point. Uh, But I mean, by nature, like I've always tried to be wise with my words. Mm -hmm. And so. If that means I don't say anything, then for me, I'm okay with that. But for you, I just it's like, know. this boy better say something. I think also, too, you grew in terms of not always trying to find a solution to my issues. Because mm. I was very frustrated. There were times when, I think for women, it might be a general thing where we just want to talk and to vent or to communicate. I'm not asking for you to tell me how to figure it out. This is just where I am right now. This is how I feel. Mm. And you would tell me how to figure it out. <laughs> yep. Oh, those, all those family sitcoms we used to watch growing up, I guess they were true. Because they used to always say, like, there'd be a husband's getting together. And I always say, when the wife's talking, just just shut up. Don't give her no answer. Just, <laughs> just shut up and listen. <laughs> and I realized that they were correct. They were giving me wisdom. Um but yeah, like that was definitely one learned over time. And like even now, um, well, I think it's easy now. Um, and the way that I kind of combat that is um, like just asking you questions mm-hmm. um, because like I'm still and I feel like that's part of my nature. I'm still um, answer driven, like I'm still searching mm-hmm. for the answer Um but and this is I hope it doesn't sound manipulative, uh, but I'm asking you questions, trying to help you drive towards the answer without me giving you the answer or giving you an answer. Not saying it I have the right answer, um, but it's not. But it's it's trying to help saying. you process your thoughts um, and come to your own conclusion or whatever it mm-hmm. is. Um, so that's kind of the way. I deal with it now is like instead of just offering a solution, I'll just ask some follow up questions. To I think I do the same thing. Yeah, I do. So I do it at work a lot too. So the lesson is, you don't solve your spouse's problems. You just ask them questions to help them get there, and it's not manipulation. Kind of sometimes. <laughs> Not bad. It's not, I wouldn't say manipulation, but it's just guidance. Yeah. Yeah. Our last point was. um, Let's talk about sex, babe. 
be. Which we have in season one. If you go to our episodes from season one, we have a, what is it? Great, Great sex, sex starts on, on the, the couch, couch conversation um, where we just in the last, what, two years, year, have really had good, well, I would say a little bit before that, but just recently really good in-depth conversation that has helped us um, overcome or address expectations and have fun, honestly, mm-hmm. um, and walk through hard times, hard, difficult season so go check it out season one great sex starts on the couch episode yep cool so we are about to sign off um our anniversary if you're listening to this when it comes out on tuesday um we are chilling getting ready to head to the beach for a few days to celebrate sans kids yep (laughs) uh we gonna talk about sex we gonna hey 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 Yep, do all that anniversary <laughs> stuff. Um, so log in, um, share this podcast with your friends. Um, I hope you guys were able to find some um, enjoyment and encouragement with this episode. Be sure to follow us on Instagram at Life with Gains Podcast. Um, you can follow me at Life with underscore Emmanuel. You can follow me at Two Aiming for Arrows. The number two, the number four. Be sure to subscribe to our podcast um, if you haven't already. That way you'll get the episodes every Tuesday um, when they first come out. Um, Anything else we want to announce? Mm, Nope. Nope. All right. So on that note, I am Emmanuel. And I'm Esther. Join us next time as we journey to make God normal and help others build a life with with gains. gains.